Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special pre-Christmas edition of Tim's News Explosion on this Thursday, the 22nd of December, 2022. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube, DLive and Odyssey channels, as well as on the interactive entropy software, where you can ask myself a direct question or send through a super chat uh, to support uh, this program and other Unshackled Productions. Now, as I updated my followers on uh, the Wilmsfront and Unshackled social media, I had to postpone Monday's regular weekly slot because I ate some of that hallucinogenic spinach. No, not really. I had the sniffles, which turned out to be COVID. I finally got it after doing everything wrong for the entire year. Uh, I was fine, uh, but I didn't fancy on Monday getting snot on the microphone due to my running nose and probably my voice wouldn't have held up for the whole show. I hope it lasts for, for this show. <clears throat> Got my water handy here. Uh, so I'm back and I survived, though I'm not going to say the line, thankfully, I'm vaccinated against COVID, otherwise my symptoms would have been worse. How can I possibly know? Uh, I'm just glad that uh, I got COVID now. I was a COVID virgin uh, for the first three years of the pandemic. I'm glad I got it now that uh, self-isolation is not mandatory. So I could still go outside and uh, get some of that uh, fresh air and uh, soak up the summer sun, which returned uh, this week. Uh, it was stormy again today here in Melbourne, Victoria, where it is 8.30 PM. It was another event-packed weekend here uh, with the talk of the town, the fallout from the A-League men's soccer Melbourne derby, uh, which uh, the game uh, between Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City had to be abandoned after a violent uh, pitch invasion uh, at uh, Amy Park on Saturday night at the, the 20 minutes mark. Uh, this is what uh, transpired uh, live during the game. Cause a bit of a problem and now we are going to have the referee has called for both sets of players to leave the field of play. And this is entirely, entirely unacceptable. Well, the fans are unhappy. That was understood. That was spoken about all week. We knew that was coming. And now the context is uh, that uh, throughout uh, that weekend's A-League games, there'd been a 20-minute walkout. Uh, to protest 
the Australian Professional League's decision, the body that runs uh, the the A-League's decision to hold the A-League Grand Finals in Sydney for the next three years as part of a sponsorship deal with Destination New South Wales. This was very unpopular with the fans who believe that tradition of the home side or the, the, the team above uh, getting the, the Grand Final home advantage should remain as it was with the, the A-League at the beginning. Uh, but in uh, the Melbourne Derby, as you saw, uh, it was at both ends. Uh, the Melbourne Victory uh, active supporter end and Melbourne City active supporter end. Uh, they, they threw flares onto the fields, various people in those areas. Though the, reason, though the trigger, it seems, for the, uh, the Melbourne Victory fans storming the pitch uh, was that uh, Tommy Glover, the Melbourne City uh, goalkeeper, uh, he threw two of the flares back. One landed in the grass area in between the back of the goals and the stand, but the second one went into the first 10 rows. And so that's what uh, seemed to trigger that pitch invasion there. And you saw he got assaulted uh, with a bucket uh, full of sand, which is used to put out flares. So he had to get stitches in hospital. He's, and he got a concussion. Uh, but uh, they decided to, uh, match officials, abandon the game after 20 minutes, uh, which uh, sucked uh, because uh, my, I'm a Melbourne City supporter. My team was up 1-0 uh, and we were looking good to, to win that game. Uh, so uh, Football Australia, uh, they haven't uh, decided the sanctions against a Melbourne victory or determined whether the three points will be awarded to Melbourne City or uh, whether there'll be a replay. Uh, though uh, Football uh, Australia, uh, they have issued 10 life bans uh, to those uh, people who invaded the pitch and Victoria Police have charged 13 people, including uh, Bucket Man, uh, the, as he's become known, who we have to say allegedly assaulted uh, Tommy Glover. Senator Slayer says, uh, aren't you vaccinated? Well, as, as I said in my introduction, uh, I don't know a, what type of uh, COVID experience I would have had if I wasn't vaccinated or got uh, the various boosters throughout uh, 2022. I'm only uh, double vaccinated. My second shot of AstraZeneca was in October 2021. I didn't get the recommended uh, booster uh, because I felt I didn't mean it, need it. Uh, some would argue that, oh, that's why I got COVID because oh, my immunity waned. But I've already described uh, my symptoms. The reason why uh, I tested Where's Waldo is because the symptoms that I got, especially a dry cough, which I've hardly ever got with previous colds, I thought, oh, maybe this is it. And uh, yes, uh, I'd, uh, it seemed I'd popped my uh, COVID cherry. Uh, hello, uh, Lady of uh, Shallot. I certainly wasn't uh, bed-ridden uh, uh, for the uh, for the uh, amount of time that uh, I was positive. I've certainly had worse flus 
and and other bugs. I had a bug uh, earlier uh, this year, which was uh, much more horrendous in the the middle of middle of winter. But yes, it was basically the sniffles uh, for me. Now, as the 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 A League, uh, well. Uh, tragedy we should we should call it because i'm a big soccer fan and i want uh, the domestic league in australia to 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 prosper given that the the socceroos had done extremely well at the world cup made the round of 16 and uh socceroos manager graham arnold was uh, he was uh, named as uh, fifa's uh, coach of the tournament Pcosman says I'm watching this on Odyssey. I hope the stream's holding up well on Odyssey. Oh, we've got Sam Bankman Freed in the 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 chat. What's he talking about? Vaccine sickness or something else? I was just talking about my COVID symptoms. Thankfully, I didn't get a a vaccine sickness or or injury. I got uh, the AstraZeneca one, the the non mRNA. So yes, the World Cup uh, concluded on Sunday night, which was Monday morning, early morning Australian time, and uh, the African uh, team uh, did not win uh, the World Cup, uh, which uh, so it was neither Morocco nor uh, Moroccan-occupied uh, France. Uh, they went down to Argentina, who knocked uh, Australia out in the round of 16, and in 2006, uh, Italy knocked uh, Australia out in the, the round of 16 and went on to, to win the World Cup. So it must be an omen if you defeat Australia in the round of 16, uh, you win the, the, the World Cup. Uh, so the, the, the European uh, team won over the African team because when it came to the, the penalty shootout, uh, it was all uh, black players uh, taking the, the penalties for France. They were the only ones on the field apart from the, the French keeper uh, there. So there was uh, two French players who missed uh, the penalties. And uh, French president Emmanuel Macron uh, was there in the crowd, as was uh, Twitter owner uh, Elon Musk, along with... Uh, son-in-law of uh, President Donald Trump, Jared Kushner. Emmanuel Macron, he would have uh, he, he, he would have got a, a ranked up a huge carbon footprint by by going to Qatar for the uh, for the final. And he decided at the end of the game to, to come onto the field to uh, console the, the French players, though the the France's well, a most uh, celebrated uh, player uh, was the, the the man of the match and got a got a hat trick in the World Cup final. Uh, Kyrie Mbappe uh, did not like uh, the French president coming to console him. All of that talk about you have to have experience, you have to have had a job, you have to have been in the jo- uh, in the game a long time managing. He's come out of nowhere and just guided this team. President Macron, President Macron there with Mbappe, and um, well, he's been a hero with Mbappe. Small consolation, I know, but he does win. 
And now there was a couple of uh, French players who uh, fell ill with a flu-like illness. And because uh, COVID is not uh, so scary anymore to most, uh, there was uh, some uh, fear merchants who decided that uh, to conclude that the French players had MERS, which is a Middle Eastern respiratory virus, uh, otherwise known as camel flu. It's been in circulation in the Middle East for 10 years. It has a 30% fatality rate, but obviously it's not very transmissible since it's been uh, around for 10 years and hasn't caused a, a pand pandemic there. I'm surprised that it's still called Middle Eastern Respiratory Virus. Isn't that uh, racist now to, to call a virus uh, where it uh, comes from? Uh, this is, of course, despite the fact that uh, nobody tested positive at the Qatar World Cup for, for MERS, but never let the truth get in the way of a, a good scare. And there's some that even claim that Grant Wall, that uh, that uh, US uh, journalist who the autopsy uh, concluded that he died of a heart aneurysm, uh, which can basically mean his heart exploded. Some claim that he died of, of MERS. He had bronchitis in the lead up uh, to his uh, sudden death. Now, of course, a lot's happened in the 10 days uh, since my last Tim's News explosion happening after the show or, or the news was breaking after the show was uh, the Willembina police shootings, as it is known. Uh, so uh, this is, is where the uh, Train brothers, Gareth and Nathaniel Train, and their wife, Stacy, because they were in a, a, as it's termed, bizarre love triangle. Nathaniel uh, Train was married to Stacy, uh, but then shacked up with the older brother, uh, Gareth. Uh, so they allegedly, uh, do we still need to say allegedly? Because uh, the, the three trains, they were shot dead by the uh, special ops uh, team of the, the Queensland police. They shot uh, police constables Matthew Arnold and Rachel McCrow, uh, whose funerals were yes yesterday. One other officer was injured and another one was able to flee. Neighbour Alan Dare uh, was uh, killed by trying to, see, trying to see what was going on. A current affair, they got the exclusive the next night with uh, Gareth and Nathaniel's father, Baptist pastor Ronald Train, and uh, Kerry Dare, the widow of Alan uh, Dare. And now, when I first heard about uh, this uh, shooting at, because uh, 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 Wallambilla is in rural uh, south central uh, Queensland, I immediately suspected uh, it's probably some sovereign citizen people, and uh, that is who, uh, well, they, who the trains were referred to, as well as uh, conspiracy theorists, uh, anti-vaxxers, and uh, not surprisingly, uh, the exploitation of this uh, tragedy uh, by those who want to suppress free speech and uh, and uh, those who have questioned uh, the COVID narrative and who are also authoritarian, uh, they uh, immediately uh, demand... The amazing thing about these, these so-called 
left-wing people who used to be suspicious of authority, they now want uh, the government to, to basically monitor everyone uh, that they don't like who doesn't like uh, the government. And so we had the Home Affairs Minister, uh, Claire O'Neill, in Parliament when it uh, uh, sat for one day to pass the coal uh, and gas price cap, uh, said uh, we're going to do something about uh, these conspiracy theorists in the, the next year, but uh, we don't know what yet. Australians should know that their security in agencies are actively considering the implications of this matter for the national security of our country, uh, the implications of online radicalisation, of misinformation and violent extremism. There is a lot of uh, media reporting and speculation about what has motivated these three people to perform the despicable acts of violence that they did. A lot of what comes out in the immediate aftermath of a tragedy is incorrect. And we need to pause a little bit here uh, before we get into the discussion about what's happened. It's really important that we let law enforcement and national security agencies do their job. Once the picture does start to clarify, it is likely that radicalisation will form a part of it. Radicalisation is not new, but it is absolutely clear from events here and around the world that conspiracy theories, disinformation and misinformation, problems as old as time, are being turbocharged by technology into terrible acts of violence. They are presenting a new kind of threat to our national security. There will be deep and very important policy questions for us here as a parliament to think about how our country prevents and deals with acts of violent extremism. And there was a video uh, that Gareth and Stacey Train uploaded to a BitChute channel after uh, they'd shot de dead those two police officers and the, the neighbour, but before they were killed by the uh, Queensland Police Special Ops team. They came to kill us. And we killed them. If you don't defend yourself against these devils and demons. You're a coward. We'll see you when we get home. We'll I see you at home, Don. Love you. Now, because the trains were preppers, they had isolated themselves at that uh, remote property and uh, didn't use uh, the internet that much because they didn't want to be surveilled. In fact, uh, Gareth believed that uh, spam phone calls were a, a form of government uh, intel surveillance, which I hadn't heard that one before. So they haven't been able to link them to any uh, freedom, uh, pro-medical choice groups or far-right groups in Australia. The only person that they've been able to, to link the, the trains to is uh, this uh, uh, US uh, guy. Uh, so uh, Don, uh, an Arizona man known to the trains, claims he offered them 
sanctum in the U.S. Uh, before uh, their decision to to kill uh, those uh, two police officers and their neighbor. And so there was apparently a chain of uh, emails between them and Don. Uh, so this is the, the the only communication that they've had uh, with someone else. So they've been able to link them with somebody over in the, the U.S. Now, why did the police uh, go uh, to the property, uh, the train's property? That is because uh, they were following up. Uh, we were told at the beginning a missing persons uh, report. Uh, so this was uh, because uh, uh, this is of uh, Nathaniel, because he was a principal at a, a school in northern New South Wales. Uh, so this is the, the notice. It says, police are appealing for public assistance to locate a missing man. Nathaniel Train, 46, was last seen in Dubbo uh, on 16th of December 2021. He remained in contact with his family until Sunday 9th of October 2022. Police and family hold serious concerns for Nathaniel's Welfare. Nathaniel is described as being of Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander appearance. He was seen last wearing a white t-shirt and jeans and always been known to wear brown boots. So uh, this hasn't been mentioned much in the me media that the, the train brothers were Aboriginals. Uh, I noticed that uh, a lot of the Cooker Watch pages have uh, claimed that this was a, a domestic terror incident perpetrated by, by white men. They're denying their aboriginality uh even though you're supposed to you're supposed to if some if somebody is aboriginal you're supposed to or identifies uh you're supposed to refer to them as aboriginal uh but uh they did not uh, they wanted to omit that uh there uh, now uh, nathaniel trained because he was a a, a principal and uh, well a, a, uh, before he went down, well, you could say the the, the rabbit hole with uh, his uh, brother and wife. Uh, they uh, he communicated with uh, this is a uh, this is a another uh, link uh, that uh, the uh, the media. And uh, the anti-freedom people have uh, have tried to to make with the the, sh the shootings because Nathaniel uh, wrote to Mark Latham about uh, the problems in uh, his school uh, where there was a lot of Indigenous kids. Mark Latham uh, mentioned mentioned uh, this in an upper house uh, inquiry. Uh, so uh, was asking about uh, one of the. Uh, the uh, bureaucrats about uh, have you received the correspondence from uh, Nathaniel Train? And uh, because uh, Mark Latham had uh, well uh, corresponded with Nathaniel Train over his role as an educator, uh, that was enough for Andrew Bolt to cancel Mark Latham's uh, appearance. And so he tweeted, my interview on Sky News tonight has just been cancelled by the station. Andrew Bolt's commitment to free speech, a million teary pleading editorials like everything else about the guy, a complete and utter fraud. 
Uh, now, also mentioned about uh, the trains is that they believe that uh, po the Port Arthur massacre in 1996 was a, a false flag uh, to well, take away uh, people's uh, guns. And there's already a lot of people who believe that uh, this uh, tragedy, uh, uh, murder of these police officers, is a, another false flag. Now, why would this be a, a lot of these people have, uh, online uh, who I don't believe that this was a false flag or a, another conspiracy theory, but I like to discuss uh, these, the, these types of uh, uh, chatter on my program because uh, I think it's important to, to cover what people are talking about. Uh, what uh, really uh, raised a lot of people's eyebrows was the fact that uh, the uh, Queensland uh, Police Union want to buy uh, the property of uh, the trains, and this was their this is their stated reason. The Queensland Police Union has revealed plans to buy the property where two police officers and a bystander were murdered. Ian Levers is the president of the Queensland Police Union. Morning to you, Ian. Why are you so concerned that this could fall, this property could fall into the hands of, of not the right people? I don't want it to fall in the hands of these anti-vaxxers, uh, pro-gun conspiracy theories who have warped and dangerous views and use it for their own ulterior motives. In talking with Anastasia, and I've spoken with uh, the parents of Matthew and Rachel, we intend to work with the uh, government to see what we can do and perhaps this land can be put to good use as a memorial to Matthew and Rachel, as well as whether it's used as a retreat or a training centre, but it be it can be for good and it will always be a memory. But I'm really concerned about these uh, people with dangerous and warped views uh, who may want to use it to promote their own yeah. uh, evil uh, ideas. Fracking gets its name from hydraulic fracturing. And what that means, hydraulic, they're using water and a lot of chemicals and some sand and other things, and they fracture the rock by pushing it at it at a very, very, very high speed. That fractures the rock, it releases the oil and the natural gas. And now that clip uh, was put together by Anthony Kalouf of Australians versus the Agenda, and he reckons he's cracked the uh, conspiracy is, and is that uh, the Queensland government needs that uh, property uh, to put in a gas pipeline. This is a another... And uh, Anthony Kalouf on, on Twitter, he said they want to create a retreat so they can relax at a property where your work colleagues died horrific deaths. Are you fracking kidding me? Yes, it would be. If you're a police officer, why would you want to have a relaxing retreat at a murder house? Um, that is, that seems quite messed up to me. 
the reason why I don't believe this uh, uh, conspiracy theory, though Anthony Kalouf, it's a, it's a decent theory, I'll give him credit there, is because the why wouldn't the uh, the Queensland government use eminent uh, domain? Oh, sorry, that's what it's used termed in America in the U.S. compulsory acquisition. And well, is I guess one explanation is because the trains wouldn't give up their property uh, easily. Uh, now it was there was four police officers who went. It was described as a routine uh, missing persons. Uh, uh, following up a missing persons report, though it has uh, broken uh, tonight that uh, Queensland police had actually uh, been to the property uh, previously because they were uh, following up a, a warrant uh, for uh, f uh, for uh, Nathaniel Train uh, for a border breach in December 2021 when he crossed the uh, Queensland New South Wales border in a four wheel drive carrying loaded guns and military knives. Deputy Commissioner of Queensland Police Linford said the wide ranging investigation. Uh, is still it was not classified as domestic terror event and so it goes further down here i said police had gone to the property multiple times to locate train to question him about the border breach and firearms that were dumped at the time he driven his drive his vehicle through the ego and causing damage and his vehicle got bogged at that location and that his firearm license had been suspended as a result of the border breach. So we now know that it wasn't a case that uh, four police officers just uh, went uh, to this uh, th 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 this property for the first time, and all of a sudden the trains open opened fire. They'd been there previously and left messages and and notes, which obviously would have fed into the trains' uh, paranoia. And which is why on this occasion, when they, they came to the house, they made that horrific decision to, to shoot the police officers uh, dead. Uh, there, the Queensland police have a theory that maybe the missing persons uh, uh, report tip was generated by the trains themselves to lure uh, the police. So they've got their, their own uh, theory. But it seems that if they they were if they if they knew that uh, Nathaniel Train had already it, it had uh, had his firearms licenses suspended for this uh, uh, border uh, breach, and uh, both Nathaniel and Stacey they weren't educators anymore because obviously they didn't take the jab, uh, so they they were yet. There were still no red flags uh, from the Queensland police that maybe um, they're reclusive there and we should be careful. Now, there's already talk of a national uh, gun registry, which uh, the Nationals leader, David Littleproud, has said he supports. I guess he should be known as Little Fisher now, given after the Port Arthur massacre, it was Nationals leader and Deputy Prime Minister Tim Fisher who spearheaded the, the National Firearms Agreement that John Howard enacted with the states which banned uh, semi-automatic rifles. 
so yes, that's some of the theories that uh, people have come up with uh, about uh, this, what is, it's a horrific tragedy and you feel so sorry for the families of everybody who died uh, that day. The funeral for the two, there were two young police officers yesterday was held memorial uh, yesterday. So certainly a tragedy uh, that uh, we did not need uh, going into uh, the the holiday period. Uh, though another thing we weren't expecting during uh, in the lead up to, to Christmas was uh, this uh, oh the the spread of this uh, hallucinogenic spinach and uh, the teenagers at Six News they decided to do their own info uh graphic uh, about uh, so it was the spinach from uh riverina uh farms in uh victoria uh so uh there uh, there is 164 uh cases in new south wales uh 42 have sought medical attention uh 26 in queensland one sought medical attention 20 reported in victoria uh, 20 sought medical attention. So uh, this had uh, been sold at Audi, Coles, Costco, and uh, Woolworths. Uh, so these are the spinach uh, affected here. And a lot of people were joking, can I get some of that uh, hallucinogenics spinach? Sounds like uh, sounds like quite a, quite, quite a trip there. Uh, though the culprit has been found now. Uh, so it is uh, this uh, thorn apple uh, weed. Uh, so it, uh, it it seems to have the hallucinogenic effects of the marijuana weed, but it turned out to be a different uh, weed. Uh, so a thorn apple, uh, it uh, is also known as devil's snare or devil's trumpet or gyms and weed. Uh, so... Well, maybe it means that uh, this uh, this uh, <laughs> weed also makes you possessed by the devil as well. Uh, so its official name is, uh, scientific name is Datrosaroyum. Uh, so this is what it looks like here. Uh, so it's an imported weed uh, from... Uh, Central America, every part of it is poisonous, so it uh, can cause thirst, dilated pupils, high temperatures, weak or rapid pulse, incoherence or hallucin hallucinations, vomiting, breathing problems, and convulsions there. So yes, it was a... Yeah, it was uh, contaminated, uh, the spinach, with this uh, weed. And uh, so there is lots of uh, pesticides uh, that can be used to make sure that it doesn't, doesn't get into any such products in the, in the future. So that's that mystery solved there. Now, moving on to uh, the other, or we'll say, major it was a major story of the week uh, that uh, has been used by the mainstream media to uh, attack the far right uh, is a, the guilty verdict of uh, Thomas Sewell. 
uh, for uh, the the. He was found guilty of a fray and recklessly causing injury uh, when he uh, punched that a Afro-Caribbean. He wasn't actually a security guard. He was a concierge at uh, Channel 9 uh, who was escorting them from the uh, the building. Uh, Thomas Sewell and Jacob Pershinet were there uh, wanting to speak uh, with uh, a current affair, given that they were airing a story on the, the National Socialist Network in March 2021, when Jacob Pershinet uh, said uh, to the concierge's uh, da- uh, dance monkey, he put his hands on Jacob's uh, throat, and that's when uh, Thomas Sewell uh, uh, responded. He said to uh, defend uh, his friend, uh, this is the security vision that uh, was played in in court here. So they're both angles there, and you can see uh, the security guard put his hand on Jacob's throat, and then Thomas Saul uh, retaliates. A uh, the uh, judge, uh, or sorry, magistrate, I should say, because uh, it was it was heard in the magistrate's court. Uh, found him guilty, claimed that he was looking for a, a fight. It's very hard to argue that uh, Tom didn't use a disproportionate uh, force. And now a lot of his uh, supporters uh, and NSN members were in court and uh, tuning in on the, the video link. Uh, David Hiscock of the, the XYZ, is also a National Socialist Network member, was there. Uh, after the verdict and uh, filmed Thomas's uh, exchange uh, with the uh, reporters, uh, which uh, was uh, snippeted together uh, to uh, play on a current affair that night, uh, intertwined with uh, commentary from Devere Abramovich, of course, but also uh, Josh uh, Ruse, an academic in uh, extremism uh, from Deakin University, but I'll play... uh, David Hiscock's footage. I think that in this day and age, where there is a matter of politics that comes, where there is a matter of politics that comes into a simple self-defence case, uh, an assault or an affray, when there is a state-mandated religion brought up in the case, that being diversity and multiculturalism, and it becomes a political matter, it is difficult for a white Australian to get a fair hearing when there's such uh, emotional and political charges uh, behind the case. But does a hand on a shoulder and a push justify six punches I stand 100% by my testimony that this individual grabbed my friend that I care about by the throat and tried to strangle them. I stand 100% by that testimony because that is the truth. And all of the Channel 9 uh, witnesses, because the entire prosecution was loaded with Channel 9 Uh, staff and employees and all of them have a very selective memory where they remember the series of events then they forget what happened nothing happened for a short period of time and then magically out of nowhere I came came out of nowhere and allegedly uh, used that that excessive force and I believe that these Channel 9 employees are covering for their own people this person was a Channel 9 staffer it was all on CCTV exactly and you can see on the CCTV very clearly you can find the truth on Telegram it's all over Telegram at the moment the full video of the CCTV of this security guard attacking Jacob Hassan by the throat and myself defending this person. 
and I stand by my testimony. I spoke the truth. The judge at the end of the proceedings on Wednesday said clearly that all of the prosecution witnesses were mistaken, which is a very convenient way of saying that they lied. And he's since retracted those statements. And he said in court today that these inconsistencies in the prosecution's witnesses, all of which are current affair and Channel 9 staff, the inconsistencies is irrelevant. And we disagree with that. And we will be going to sentencing on January 12th. Will you consider appealing? Most likely not, no. I think that we've already spent so much money trying to defend what is a really clear-cut self-defense case. And at this stage, I think that the legal system is a really immoral system in the sense that to prove your innocence, you have to spend a lot of money. And I'm just a working-class man. I'm a laborer. And I don't have tens of thousands of dollars more to throw at this case. So to appeal it would cost me probably another $30,000 or $40,000. And that's just not, for the common man, that's just not a just system. And it goes on for another two minutes. So you can see the full video on the XYZ Telegram channel. And it's also embedded in David Hiscott's report on the XYZ, which I'll link to in the show notes page. Now, the Herald Sun, they did last week an article about the joint National Socialist Network and European Australian Movement meeting get-together, which was called Australia for the White Man. And the headline was, Child Attends Neo-Nazi Meeting in Melbourne. And so they circle the, well, they believe that it's a child. It could just be a very short member of one of the groups there. But if it was a child, it was probably a member, the child of a member, maybe. I don't know. But of course, the Herald Sun wouldn't mind if a child was attending a all-ages drag show. They'd be perfectly fine with that type of indoctrination. Now, moving on to national political news. We've just had Foreign Minister Penny Wong just returning from a trip to the People's Republic of China, which coincides deliberately with the anniversary of Labor Prime Minister Gough Whitlam officially recognising the People's Republic of China as China on his first overseas visit as Prime Minister, meeting Mao Zedong. Of course, many of us believe that it was a mistake to ever believe that the PRC was the only China. Of course, the Western governments got it right originally with only recognising the Republic of China, Taiwan, as the legitimate China after the October 1949 revolution. Now, Penny Wong did say that she would mention the jailed Australian journalist Cheng Lei and writer Yang Hei Jun, who are rotting in CCP 
uh, prisons. Now, a, the things are interesting in uh, the uh, People's Republic of China at the moment, and the reason why, as Penny Wong calls it, uh, there's this new dialogue now is because uh, uh, things are not uh, going well on the, the Chinese mainland uh, because the Chinese economy has been crippled by the CCP, Xi Jinping's COVID zero policy, uh, which uh, they have backflipped on after there was widespread uh, protests against uh, the rolling lockdowns where people were literally locked inside, welded inside apartment towers. And of course, that was, there was that uh, horrific apartment tower uh, in, in uh, Xinjiang, uh, which uh, the fire crews couldn't get to. 10 people died because it was in lockdown. Uh, so now uh, the the CCP, uh, they uh, now uh, their propaganda is that uh, uh, that uh, Omicron is is mild. It's just like uh, the flu, and they've stopped mass testing now. And now they're only counting symptomatic COVID cases, and in their COVID death statistics, only people exclusively died from COVID, not people who died with COVID or were in a car accident when they were in, uh, they were in COVID positive. And uh, this uh, backflip has, well, it's really upset the COVID zero, COVID zealots. They feel like uh, Xi Jinping has uh, uh, betrayed them because uh, the CCP was uh, uh, their, the, the, the post, their, their poster uh, nation uh, for how COVID zero supposedly could work long term, but of course that uh, hasn't. And uh, now the the Western uh, media uh, they're pumping out uh, the the old uh, footage uh, uh, from uh, we don't know where it's from uh, with apparently Chinese hospitals overwhelmed and crematoriums overwhelmed. So Eric, you all remember those scenes from the beginning of the of the, the pandemic in early uh, 2020, and they're worried that uh, if a billion people get infected with Omicron, there might be some scary mutate new uh, variant. And, oh, this is uh, bad for us uh, that uh, the, the virus is, is, is uh, running rampant in China because we might, because uh, it'll cripple our supply chains. And as I've said previously, uh, I can cope with not getting the, the latest iPhone. Um, if it means freedom for the, the Chinese people and they're not living under the threat of uh, constant lockdowns. Now, one of the, uh, the COVID uh, zero advocacy groups in Australia, uh, Ozsage, uh, one of their most high profile members, uh, Karen Phelps, uh, uh, wrote the long COVID inquiry that she and her wife, uh, because she's a, a lesbian, uh, was a same-sex marriage advocate. Um, she gained prominence originally as uh, a president of the Australian Medical Association. So uh, she claims that her and her wife were injured by the, the Pfizer vaccine. Another uh, Ozsage uh, associated uh, person, Gemma Carey, uh, says that she was uh, vaccine injured by the AstraZeneca vaccine, though this is what uh, Karen Phelps said uh, earlier this year in March. Vaccines reduce the risk of severe illness and death 
and disease transmission in a population, but they do not necessarily stop you catching the virus or becoming very ill or dying from the virus or transmitting it to others. Now, at uh, going back to uh, Penny Wong's uh, press conference when she announced that she was going to uh, China, uh, she was with uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, where they both announced that Kevin Rudd would be uh, Australia's new ambassador uh, to the United States starting next year, replacing uh, former Liberal Senator Arthur uh, Zinedinas. And well, at least he gets Rudd out of the country, uh, though, given his uh, given his uh, vendetta against uh, two uh, Americans in Rupert Murdoch and and, and Donald Trump. Uh, I mean, if Donald Trump uh, becomes president again, uh, how's Ambassador Rudd going to to handle that? And also, uh, uh, Rudd's uh, own Labor colleagues uh, previously in the past uh, called him a psychopath, amongst uh, other uh, things uh, as well. Well, at least Rudd is better than uh, Christina Keneally, I would say. Lady of Sherlock says that uh, you're over on Odyssey, but it was buffering. I'm back on YouTube. That is interesting. It's holding up here. Okay. I know that uh, sometimes Odyssey plays up just, it's, it's getting better, Odyssey, I feel, but occasionally there's uh, there's a few glitches with the live, live stream. And now on uh, Tuesday, uh, the Victorian uh, Parliament uh, opened the new uh, Victorian Parliament after the November 26th election. Uh, the writs have been returned to the governor and all the, the new members of the lower and upper house were sworn in. Uh, so the 40-member uh, composition of the, the upper house, the eight, eight region five uh eight regions with five members the election outcomes uh were declared by the victorian electoral commission last week and uh, we had confirmation that former labor right power broker adam somirek had unseated uh fiona Patton of the reason party uh good riddance to her uh some other good news uh, was uh, One Nation was confirmed to have a their first uh, member in the Victorian Parliament, uh, Ricky Lee Tyrell, in uh, the Northern Victoria uh, region. Uh, we also had uh, David Limbrick of the Liberal Democrats uh, returned in the Southeast Metro uh, region as well. A former uh, Liberal MLC who who. Uh, ran for the, the DLP. Uh, Bernie Finn just missed out in the Western Metro region. The second Liberal uh, won there. But of course, uh, the the biggest winners uh, were, well, the Greens. Uh, they went from uh, just one member in the, the upper house, uh, Samantha Ratnam, to four. And the Legalised Cannabis Party winning uh, two seats. So, that could be uh, something that is on a, a possibility in this term of a parliament, though it seems that uh, uh, Dan Andrews and the, the Legalised Cannabis Party, uh, Legalised Cannabis Party said they're willing to just uh, 
start with legalizing medicinal uh, cannabis, which uh, Dan Andrews has said that he's open to. So I doubt we'll get uh, recreational uh, cannabis uh, in this term, only medicinal cannabis. So uh, you you won't be able to put uh, the cannabis uh, oil uh, salad dressing on your spinach in uh in, you know, for the foreseeable future but maybe in i don't know five ten years uh time and also uh dan andrews he said he's open to another new uh progressive uh, goal which is to raise the criminal age of responsibility uh from 10 to 14 which i'm not in favor of given that we are seeing such uh young uh youth gang uh criminals committing violence um it's if a 13 year old or even 12 year old has committed a heinous violent act then a juvenile custodial sentence um is the looks to be the 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 best option for the safety of the community and also so they are rehabilitated before adulthood now, going on to New Zealand, uh, because uh, uh, there's no Trad Tasman talk anymore, so I'm going to do a brief uh, New Zealand report. And uh, Jacinta Ardern hasn't ended the year well. Uh, she uh, became flustered and frustrated at a question by the ACT Party leader, David Seymour, and uh, was caught on a hot Mike are uh, cussing him afterwards. Can the Prime Minister give an example of her making a mistake, apologising for it properly and fixing it? Oh, uh, Mr Speaker, there's been a number of occasions where we acknowledge that we will not have perfect responses. We've openly... Uh, Mr. Speaker, we've openly uh, said that, for instance, MIQ uh, was something that was very difficult at the time and that there were people uh, affected by it and that we would do things differently were we ever confronted with that again. But, Mr. Speaker, I stand by the work that we've done as a government over this last year and over this past term. We've always made decisions that we believe to be in the best interests of New Zealand yep. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question number five, Nicola Willis. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Uh, point of order, the Right Honourable Prime Minister. Point of order, Mr Speaker. I'm aware that comments I made in the House yesterday in regards to the leader of the ACT Party were recorded on Hansard, Mr Speaker. On that basis, I wish to formally in this House withdraw and apologise for those comments, which I won't repeat. And now the ACT Party leader, David Seymour, ACT is a, the, uh, a libertarian party. Uh, which uh, David Seymour could be the uh, the next New Zealand Deputy Prime Minister uh, if uh, he and ACT and the National Party opposition are able to put together a coalition at uh, after next year's uh, general election. David Seymour uh, decided uh, to pose with uh, Jacinta. Uh, uh, Dern and sign a uh, the Hansard uh, uh, sign a, a Hansard copy of because it was caught on a hot mic her calling him an arrogant prick so it's officially in the in the Hansard uh, so they auctioned on Trade Me which is sort of the New Zealand version of Gumtree a they with the funds going to the cancer 
society because cancer is a is a prick. Uh, so it was auctioned off for hundred thousand dollars, one hundred New Zealand dollars there, which is worth well that amount of money is worth less now due to Jacinta Ardern's inflationary uh, policy. So uh, David Seymour obviously proving that he's not an arrogant prick, th given that he <laughs> wasn't bothered by Jacinta Ardern's uh, jibe there. And obviously it was bad PR for Jacinta Ardern to uh, cuss under a breath in, in Parliament. So she's happy to sort of kiss and make up with David Seymour. Though uh, Jacinta Ardern, she did finish off the year with a next level nanny state policy this is by stephen berry and the bfd uh his summary of a the smoke-free environments and regulated products smoke tobacco amendment bill which is going to ban the sale of tobacco to anyone born on or after 1st of january 2009 uh, so basically they want uh, the next generation of uh, Kiwis to be smoke-free. And apparently this is also needed for racial equality as well because more Maoris uh, smoke than non-Maoris in uh, New Zealand. Uh, there's also a plan in the meantime to reduce the amount of nicotine in cigarettes and also reduce the amount of... Uh, amount of premises who are selling uh, cigarettes and uh, as uh, Stephen, as a well a person who understands the economic of economics of prohibition as a libertarian uh, all this will do will increase uh, the black market uh, sale of uh, tobacco uh, which means that uh, the New Zealand gangs will <laughs> will have even even more uh, business. It's a whole new venture for uh, the mongrel mob, uh, most likely, New Zealand's most prominent gang there. And of course, a youth gang crime in New Zealand continues to be out of control with ram raids and armed robberies uh, as well. Now let's go over uh, to uh, the UK, which uh, in the lead up to uh, Christmas, uh, various uh, unions are arranging for their members to, to go on strike, including uh, NHS nurses and uh, ambulance uh, drivers. The nurses want a 19.5% pay rise. Inflation is already double digits in the UK, which uh, the uh, Health Secretary, uh, Steve Barclay, has said is, un is unaffordable. I mean, I'm sure everybody in England would like a massive pay rise uh, to keep up with inflation. So uh, striking nurses and ambulance, am ambulance workers, uh, this means that uh, the healthcare system is compromised. And uh, so now Brits once again are being told to well not uh, not injure themselves or not be clumsy don't drink too much to protect the nhs uh, this is uh, protect the nhs 2.0 and so katie hopkins uh, of course had another hilarious uh skit about uh, how you can protect the nhs in uh, this uh, winter of discontent oh oh have you heard 
your lives are once again at risk. It's like COVID again, except this time some twat could kill you through their riskiness. This is the ambulance strike this time, which means if you do get in trouble and you do something risky and someone else hurts you, the bastards, you're not going to get any help. What we need is Chris Whitty lecturing us. Next slide, please. So don't be doing anything risky. Immediately cover yourself in bubble wrap. And here in the People's Republic of England, good comrades are wisely staying at home and looking at people suspiciously. Remember that old expression, stay home, protect the NHS, save lives? Well, now it's stay home, don't be risky. If you're over 80, for fuck's sake, don't go getting frisky. Okay, stay safe, people, stay safe. Well, of course, the real uh, threat uh, to uh, British society is not the uh, collapse of the healthcare system. It is what Jeremy Clarkson wrote in a Sun article about Meghan Markle. Uh, so he said uh, that uh, Megan, though, is a different story. I hate her. Not like I hate Nicola Sturgeon, uh, First Minister of Scotland, or Rose West, a British serial killer, along with her husband. I hate her on a cellular level. At night, I'm unable to sleep as I lie there, grinding my teeth and dreaming of the day when she is made to break naked through the street of every town in Britain while the crowds chant, shame and throw lumps of excrement at her, which is obviously a reference to uh, the punishment of Cersei Lannister in Game of Thrones when she had to do the nude walk of shame. And this was deemed misogynistic uh, by the, the outrage merchants in the UK, and it should be uh, illegal. Uh, it is the most uh, complained about article ever to the Independent Press Standards Organization with 17,500 complaints and uh, over 60 MPs have signed a letter to the Sun's editor, Victoria Newton, uh, asking for action to be taken against Mr. Clarkson because, yeah, they uh, forget uh, solving uh, Britain's cost of living crisis, energy crisis, health crisis it's uh, jeremy clarkson is the 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 biggest crisis in the the uk at the the moment and uh jeremy clarkson well maybe because his own daughter said she didn't like the uh the column uh, uh tweeted oh dear i've rather put my foot in it in a column i wrote about megan i made a clumsy reference to a scene in game of thrones and this has gone down badly with a great many people i'm horrified to of course so much hurt and i shall be more careful in the future and uh, now in uh, good news uh, against cancel culture uh, itv have said that they're not going to sack jeremy clarkson as the host of who wants to be a millionaire uh, the show was basically the format was basically uh resuscitated with uh, them picking jeremy clarkson as the, the 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 host because he made it entertaining when that show uh, is so slow uh, when it comes to contestants uh, deciding deciding to uh, which option they are going to choose for a question uk is also bringing one million immigrants a year too uh, illegally and illegally Lady of Charlotte, they can't afford to sack him. He makes too much 
money. Uh, he's sort of like the Sam Newman of the of the UK. Uh, he's had a history of uh, politically incorrect remarks, and they've they've called for his head for for many years. Uh, though both are still still standing. Yes, uh, hot seat millionaire in Australia is boring with Eddie. They should give a uh, millionaire in Australia to Sam Newman. That would be <laughs> Eddie's mate. That would be uh, so much more interesting. Now, uh, going on to the latest uh, Twitter news. So Elon Musk is going to be uh, stepping down as uh, CEO of Twitter. Obviously, he will still uh, be the owner of Twitter. He's, he said he'll uh, remain in the role as soon as I find someone foolish enough to take the job. After that, I'll just run the software and service team. And obviously, he will uh, obviously be still running Tesla and uh, SpaceX. And now, obviously, there was mass outrage that he suspended for 12 hours uh, several mainstream media journalists uh, for uh, reposting an account uh, which uh, posts the, the real-life, real-time location of his private jet, Elon uh, Jet, uh, which uh, violates Twitter's doxing policy. Uh, so this was outrageous against free speech and uh, extremely dangerous to our democracy. Uh, though he saved uh, Elon Musk his best 12-hour Twitter uh, suspension uh, for last, and that was by piece of shit Washington Post uh, technology reporter, which is like technology journalist is not a real uh, it, it, it is not a real uh, branch of journalism. Taylor Lorenz, who uh, became a, most widely known for doxing uh, the libs of TikTok account, though she's doxed other people uh, as well. And uh, now uh, Taylor Lorenz, uh, she uh, she live tweeted uh, how what is it? Uh, she wasn't bothered by her uh, suspension. She now. Uh, Taylor Wren, she uh, was a uh, supporter of CCP-style restrictions because she claims that she's disabled, immunocompromised, even though she was streaming from a party maskless. Uh, she also claims she got uh, PTSD from uh, mean tweets, and Elon Musk said it was a a, a retrospective uh, suspension uh, for uh, doxing. And uh, Taylor Lorenz had the nerve to claim that uh, cancel culture has gone too far. I think the way that Musk is arbitrary banning people who he personally doesn't like has dangerous consequences uh, uh, for, for free speech. Yeah, she's terribly outraged by uh, a billionaire uh, deciding what speech is on his platform, even though she works uh, for a newspaper, uh, the Washington Post, which is known as the Bezos Post because it's owned by Amazon's Jeff uh, Bezos, who, well, uh, decides what speech is allowed on his platform as well. So uh, she apparently likes holding one billionaire to account, uh, but is happy to take a check from another uh, billionaire uh, as well. Now, also uh, happening in uh, the US is that uh, 
Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky addressed uh, the U.S. Congress in person, and we got to hear him speak English uh, for the first time and complain in English for the first time that uh, the the latest round of aid, which is in the omnibus bills, forty five billion, fifty billion U.S. You know what's 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 the figure matter anymore? Is not enough. So, so here is the front line. The tyranny, which has no lack of cruelty against the lives of free people, and your support is crucial, not just to stand in such fight, but to get to the turning point to win on the battlefield. We have artillery. Yes. Thank you. We have it. Is it enough? Honestly, not really. To ensure Bakhmut is not just a stronghold that holds back the Russian army, but for the Russian army to completely pull out, more cannons and shells are needed. If so, just like the Battle of Saratoga, the fight for Bakhmut will change the trajectory of our war for independence and for freedom. If your patriots Stop the Russian terror against our cities. It will let Ukrainian patriots work to the full to defend our freedom. And uh, U.S. President uh, Joe Biden uh, said that uh, his administration, the U.S., uh, would support Ukraine for as long as it takes. But I want you to know, President Zelensky, I want you to know that all the people of Ukraine to know as well, the American people have been with you every step of the way, and we will stay with you. We will stay with you for as long as it takes. What you're doing, what you've achieved, it matters not just to Ukraine, but to the entire world. And together, I have no doubt we'll keep the flame of liberty burning bright, and the light will remain and prevail over the darkness. Thank you for being here, Mr. President. We're going to stand with you. And a Republican minority leader, Mitch McConnell, said that uh, supporting Ukraine was his and the Republicans' number one priority. Making sure the Defense Department can deal with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians, that's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. Yes, so forget about uh, the rampant inflation in the the U.S. and all the other domestic uh, problems, the southern border collapsing. But apparently if you say the, the southern borders accurate describe the southern border being uh, open you're inviting people in that's the new uh double speak but yes uh, ukraine is the number one priority uh for the uh, the us uh, deep state there and uh, this omnibus uh, bill is a trillion dollars in in total uh, though it does stipulate that uh ukrainian aid can't go to the a uh, eight uh, 
ATOV uh, Battalion, and also that no money can go to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They also put that uh, exception there, even though uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology's uh, main cheerleader, Dr. Fauci, is not there uh, anymore. Also, uh, the January 6th uh, committee, they want uh, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, to charge Donald Trump, which I'm sure Merrick Garland would, uh, is uh, certainly fantasizing about. And they also want Trump's tax returns uh, made public as well. All right, that's the end of this pre-Christmas pre uh, pre and also belated Tim's News Explosion, gone well over an hour now because there was a lot to uh, catch uh, up on. Uh, so we do have a, we are uploading to the Unshackled website now, uh, the nominees for the annual Unshackler Awards, a tradition of the Unshackled since our founding in 2016. We have 10 categories with uh, ten, uh, 10 nominees each where anyone can vote for and the winners are announced on Australia Day, uh, which is uh, there's a new attempt to cancel Australia Day uh, again. Uh, Anthony Albanese announced that uh, local councils can hold a can hold citizenship ceremonies on on a any a few days prior to Australia Day or a few days after, and uh, also we had Network Ten uh, announce that they're uh, they're not going to be recognising uh, Australia Day. And uh, also uh, we had uh, the project uh, and the new hosts for 2023 were announced uh, as well, including some more uh, diversity uh, as, as well, as you can see. Uh, so yes, a Australia Day is, is well, it's, it's our national day. It's when I, the Australian project was first established with Governor Arthur Phillip landing on Sydney Cove. Uh, so uh, that is when voting will close and uh, the winners will be, be announced. Uh, so far, the categories that have been uh, posted is the reg Australian Regressive of the Year, the Australian Unshackler of the Year, uh, the International Unshackler of the Year, the International Cuck of the Year, uh, the Cis White Male of the Year. Uh, so you can go to the unshackled.net slash category slash unshackler dash awards uh, to vote. So the awards we've got coming is Triggered Feminist of the Year, uh, Strang Culture Warrior of the Year, uh, Degenerate of the Year, International Media Personality of the Year, and also fake news outlet uh, of uh, the year. So I'll be back next on Monday uh, for a Boxing Day uh, panel special where I'll be joined by Unshackled contributors Margot Huss and uh, Andy Nolt, where we'll sum up the year, uh, which uh, we did last year. Uh, so Merry Christmas. I'll see you all on Boxing Day. I hope that uh, your Christmas is uh, filled with uh, joy and uh, lots of uh, family and friendly love as, as well.
Good night, everybody, and uh, stay safe uh, for this uh, for this uh, holiday period. And I'll see you all on Boxing Day. Good night, and once again, Merry Christmas. Tim's news explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.